Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I'm your host, Harry Marks. This is episode number 270, Habit Creep. If you like the show, please support us on Patreon, where you'll have early access to each episode, bonus content, the opportunity to listen live every week, plus lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can also join our Discord, where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to every one. Now let's get started. How you doing, Dave? I am doing very, very well. How are you? I'm good. I recently launched a new website. What in the world are you talking about? So I had talked about this last week with Scotty, um, with the whole Ghost yes. 4.0 thing that I was recommending as my tool of the week. So I got it all set up and launched. It's called The Study. Um, I'm sort of pivoting my my newsletter um, to this new website. And so where the newsletter was um, heavily focused on like writing and publishing and writing advice and things, this is more all around a um, bunch of different topics. So technology, writing, books, um, whiskey, menswear, grooming, like all sorts of stuff that I am interested in and things. So I've got like articles on how to use beard oil. And then I've got, um, some republished stuff from my newsletter, like, um, writing on the go with, with, uh, recommendations for pens and notebooks and things. So, um, that's at from the dot study. I actually went to Patrick Rohn, friend of the show and asked him, I couldn't get the study.com that was already taken. Um, but I was like, mm. what, you know, what, what am I missing here? Like, what could I be using here as a, a sort of a, a joiner word, um, for this new URL? And I found that, um, hover, use it has the dot study tld so i was like well i can't do the dot study that one's already taken well he and, and he was like how about from the study and i was like ah oh, that's perfect um and then i can spin this out if i decide to do video or audio i could do listen to dot the study uh, or listen to the dot study or watch the dot study so it, it you know it can do all sorts of things so yep very very nice and it's great. Ghost is really good. The site looks really good. Um, I'm using one of the free themes, but it, it's got a nice like magazine sort of, you know, if you read like The Verge or you read, um, you know, any of these um, the these sites that do, I don't want to say listicles, but it's, you know, it sort of pushes new content as you as you scroll yeah. and everything. And it's it's a it's a nice, easy to read layout. So had me at whiskey. Yes. Yeah. And I've got a nice like it's great because my the whole aesthetic was like a pipe. Um, like a smoking pipe. And so I found this stock photo that um, it was on pexels.com and it was a, a glass of whiskey and the ice cube had a, a pipe that looks just like the one I use on my logo in it. So it was like perfect header image for the website. It was great. Yeah, I was looking at it on my phone and it looks very, very nice on mobile as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's got a great mobile theme. So definitely go and check that out. Um, sort of a look into what Harry does when he's not at work. Exactly. So what's Harry, new with we're you? talking about? Oh, what's new with me? Let me see. Oh, listen to this. You know that did you get, sound. Did you get a new clacky keyboard? <laughs> that is a sound of a box of Tennessee Reds from Musgrave oh. Pencils, Harry. I have. So it's, I, it's so funny. I have. A, I have the wooden box in my cart. I, ha, I haven't pushed the, the trigger yet or pulled the trigger yet. But I'm. Yeah, I'm I like couldn't so bring tempted. myself to buy that cedar <laughs> wooden box, although I wanted it so desperately. I just got a plain old, uh, what is this paper cardboard box? Mm. Um, but it's been great fun, and of course, um, thanks to the guys over at Erasable for 
pulling me into this world, uh, Raceable Podcast, that is. I kind of fell in love with these. Chris Ulrich, friend of the show and um, member of our D&D party, uh, right. sent me one of these back when we had the draft episode. You can go back and listen to that. It was great fun. And I really, really liked it. So I ordered this whole box of them because the one he sent me is almost gone at this point because I use it every day. And one thing I thought was really fun is the wood on each of these pencils is really different. Like some of them have a little knot. Some of them have color variations. And it's just it's just kind of fun to see that variation from pencil to pencil. They aren't all, you know, like yellow Ticonderogas. Um, I, so, I sort of like that variation from among the dozen that are in the box. It, it's kind of fun. That's great. Yeah, I, the, the, the main reason I wanted to get these, other than the fact that they're beautiful, but they smell really nice. But also, yeah. I think the story is like they Musgrave found the stash of red cedar um this tennessee red cedar out i don't know where they found it but they've um they they were like oh we can use this to make pencils and it's like this i don't want to say it's limited edition but they're basically making pencils as long as they have stock of this wood um so they say even when you you buy them on the website you know some cores may be off center because they're basically using this wood as is this this wasn't specifically grown to make pencils with it was just like the stash they had lying around so yeah. it, it really right. is like There's every pencil is different yeah, there's like this finite amount of wood that they're going through as carefully as they can. And uh, yeah, it, it just, it's, it's, it's great fun. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks to, thanks to you and those guys and Chris for pulling me into this world. Of course. We should probably <laughs> talk about us. tools of the week here. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have a tool of the week? I want to go second because mine sort of has a story that goes along. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go now. So I have been um, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. And one of the ones mm -hmm. I listen to is um, the automators uh, with Rosemary Orchard and David Sparks. And they recommended an app. Rosemary Orchard specifically recommended this app that she's been using. Um, and it's called Amphetamine. And it's in the Mac App Store. And all it yeah. does is it, it prevents your Mac from going to sleep. But unlike certain apps like Caffeine, and a lot of them are coffee-based, uh, and names there's Caffeinated and stuff, a lot of them are very simple. It's It lives in your menu bar, you click it, and when it's and when it's activated, your Mac doesn't go to sleep. Um, and then when it's dis deactivated, your Mac can then go to sleep. This one allows for triggers. So for example, let's say I set it up so when my Mac is plugged in and on Wi-Fi, um, it does not go to sleep. Because what I found is that I often, um, if I walk away and I go to the bathroom and I check on my son or whatever, and then I come back and then I, it takes me like, I don't know, 30 seconds to get back into my computer because jiggling the mouse isn't working, tapping the keyboard isn't working. Sometimes the keyboard just, uh, I need to turn the computer off and on because the blue, the, the, um, the wired connection isn't working for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. It's a mess. So this prevents me from going to sleep. Um, that's very nice. And so, yeah, you can set up these triggers. So if you go off of, um, let's say you're, you've got, as long as there is a download going, don't set the computer to sleep. Or if I pull it off of the, the, um, the power cable, I'll allow the computer to go to sleep. So there are all these different ways you can tweak your setup so that your computer either does go to sleep or doesn't, um, based on how you use it. So it's free in the Mac app store. There's this thing called amphetamine enhancer, which is a free add-on um, and they ask you for a little bit of money and I'll probably throw a couple bucks because it's a terrific app um, but it you get it on github and then it just installs itself into amphetamine and that's what that's where you you get certain ways to um, for example if you run your Mac in clamshell mode and you know prevents the battery from overheating or expanding um, by not letting the computer go to sleep so um, yeah amphetamine in the Mac app store highly recommend very very cool I love the idea of setting up during a lengthy download that's like this uh, irrational fear of mine that 
I'm yeah. going to have some long, long download going. I walk away, uh, the Mac goes to sleep, and it just borks something somehow. <laughs> so if yeah. that would prevent that, then great. I'm all in. I used to have it. I, I think like if I'd run a, an update on the on Mac OS or something, and it, you know the computer would go to sleep, and then it would like stop halfway and corrupt it, and then I'd have to redo it all. It was a nightmare. Right. Yeah, I hate that. <clears throat> hate that. Um, okay, my tool of the week. Uh, first of all, I want to say that if you do follow us on Discord, we have a tool of the week channel where we list every uh, choice we've made for the past uh, for maybe twenty episodes or so uh, all mm-hmm. in one big gigantic pinned list that you can read at any time i was updating it earlier today and i noticed that there's a apparently a character max that a certain post can have and i've reached it so what i've done is if you are on our discord you go to the tool of the week channel there is now a part one and a part two post pinned to the top of that channel and the post part two starts at episode 260 and goes on and when that gets full i'll start a part three just so in case you're looking around for older or more recent episodes, um, it could be in one of the other posts. But all of those are pinned to the channel, so you should be able to find them relatively easily. You know, what, one thing we could do, I, I have to go back to it. We had that space in Notion for homework, and I was keeping a running list, uh, a running table of the apps we discussed and the services we discussed. I thought I had one for Tools of the Week. Uh, and I, you know, that might be a good way to share our tools of the week, and then we don't have to worry about the the character limit. We can share a link to the the space the the page in Notion, and they can go and see that. And they don't have to sign up for Notion; they can just view it on as a web page. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. I wasn't aware of that limit until today, but that would allow us to avoid that entirely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we're too darn good, Harry. We're getting there. Trying, and you know, I, I think this would be a good time to to make a, a small announcement uh, that we are leaving five by five. We are going independent, and so you you will Wait, now. What? Be, yeah, we're we're striking out on our own. So we are. Oh my um, god! You know, if you go to and we'll and we'll mention it again at the end of the show. But if you go to thehomeworkpodcast.com, you can now get your show there and if you've already subscribed uh it's set up to redirect to the new feed so you shouldn't have any problem with that um the if you subscribe in apple podcast you won't you won't have to worry about anything because it's changed on the back end so you don't have to resubscribe or look for the new the url or anything it's it's that's right. all the same so if you're a new subscriber go to the homeworkpodcast.com and you can get the feed there yeah so look at us we're putting our big boy pants on finally so uh, we would do want to thank uh, 5 by 5 for hosting us all this time and, of course, yep. giving this show its start, gosh, four years ago. Um, yeah. But at this point, we're going to hang our shingle and go indie, which is very exciting. So we went from being like, I don't know, what, like uh, like Taylor Swift to Modest Mouse. Is Modest okay. Mouse still? You get the, you get the what idea, year is it, Dave? even if the names are wrong. I don't know. I'm an old man. <laughs> Let's talk about my tool of the week. Uh, my tool of the week is a book. It is called uh, How to Break Up with Your Phone by Catherine Price. So I, like many people in the world, uh, am in a inappropriate relationship <laughs> with my phone, meaning I spend an inordinate and, let's be frank, unhealthy amount of time with my phone. And that is because as I learned from Catherine's book, that it is made to be as addictive as possible. And mm-hmm. I have certainly uh, succumbed to its wiles. And that is something I want to change. So I am going to, I actually read through 
the book uh, once and just to read it. And now I am going to go and put it in practice. She explains the why you should consider a breakup with your phone. And then she goes through the 30-day process that you should, uh, or should, in her opinion, uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do, um, break up with your phone. And I'm not only going to do this over 30 days, but I am going to document it via a Patreon-exclusive uh, miniseries here on the feed. Excellent. That's exciting. That's going to be a great series. It is great. So it's going to be five weeks since it is 30 days. So each week I'm going to do talk about the previous five days because some of the things are very, very brief and it's not worth dedicating an entire episode to. So if I do five days worth per episode and then release that um, to patrons, you'll be able to hear everything in my experience in going through the book, How to Break Up With Your Phone. And I'm going to be I'm completely honest. I'm not going to say, this is great. I broke up with my phone and here's daisies and doves from the sky. (laughs) I'm going to say, I want to jump out a window today or I'm going to let you know that I'm very unhappy or what I'm very happy with. All this to say, I'm going to be very honest with my feelings and experience and the results. Um, So for four weeks, I'm going to just tell you what happened as I go through the steps that Catherine suggests. And at the end, uh, the fifth week, I'm just going to do a nice summation of what my experience was and where I am at this point. I don't know where I'm going to be at the end of 30 days, but you can follow along with me and find out if you are a patron, this show will be distributed via Patreon or whatever behind the scenes magic Harry's going to do for me. So that arrives uh, (laughs) to you (laughs) and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be interesting to say the least. And uh, if I'm honest, I, I hope it's successful. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is this is great incentive for uh, listeners, new and old, to sign up for our Patreon, um, especially now that we're going indie. You know, mm-hmm. a few five dollars a month, um, ten dollars a month gets you a lot more. Um, and we're, we're constantly coming up with new incentives um, to to bring people into the fold. So, uh, you know, if you go to patreon.com slash uh, the is it hold on patreon.com slash homework podcast um mm-hmm. you know that's you you can really you know help us out and and help keep the show alive basically yeah because we're not uh at least i don't think we're not doing ad spots anymore um, not for a while yeah not for a while so um this is one way you can support the show and help keep the lights on and help keep harry and i sharing tips and conversations around Working from home with you. Absolutely. Speaking of Harry, this week we are talking about habit creep. Habit creep. You, it's you, you want to avoid the habit creep, like you would avoid you the definitely want, right, 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 because the habit creep makes pizzas get soggy. That's right. So last week we were talking about uh, small goals, tiny goals, and that made me thinking about tiny improvements and how we can foster tiny improvements and how we can avoid. Uh, the habit creep that impedes tiny improvements. Because I think making tiny improvements sort of goes hand in hand with having tiny goals in that it's cumulative, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's it's sort of like the the goal, the tiny goals are quick wins. You know, the, the habit creep is is also about quick wins. You know, uh, one of the examples that's in this this article we have up here from James Clear is, you know, you you want to lose a little weight, you know, and so instead of walking 5,000 steps 
a day, you start walking 6,000 steps a day, and then you you just sort of slowly build it up. And when I was commuting into the city, I was doing that all the time. I would I would walk to work every day, and when my walk when I ended up changing jobs and my walk got considerably shorter, I would walk the opposite direction a little bit and then come back down just so I could mm. um, get those steps in because I I missed having that that much longer forty minute walk in the morning that ended up shrinking to like ten minutes. So I would yeah. just walk around a little bit near um, in, in sort of toward my old company and and try to get through to you know either Times Square or Rockefeller Center and then walk the other way um, and get the steps in because that was the only way I was doing it. Yeah, that's something I really miss about living in Boston. When I lived there, I walked absolutely everywhere. So I didn't have a car because, frankly, I think it would be a hindrance to have a car in the city, especially when um, you know public transportation is everywhere. Yeah. And I walked everywhere. And now that I live in a much more rural setting, I don't walk at all unless I'm walking the dogs because um, everything is 20, 30 minutes away. Like it, you know, the grocery store is 25 minutes away. I can't yeah. walk there. It would be, be ridiculous. And so now I just don't walk at all. It's, it's funny if I think about it, when I lived in Boston, I even had routes that I would take when it was raining that would take me like through this bank, through this hotel, through this shop. It's just so I can be out of the rain as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't have that anymore. And so, yeah, walking is interesting because I, I just don't do it anymore unless I'm bringing the dogs. Right. And so, you know, with our, our current situations, we now have to find ways to, you know, bring those habits into the in, in, into our routines and everything. And, you know, one thing I've always talked about is my lack of willpower when it comes to waking up in the morning because I don't have the incentive to get up and stay up uh, at four or five o'clock in the morning, you know, to get on the train and go into the city. So I right. end up going back to sleep. But, you know, maybe it's it's a matter of getting up half an hour earlier than I normally would. And um you know, then doing like I, I have the Apple the the Apple subscription where I get all of them, so I know I get, I get Apple mm -hmm. Fitness Plus. So maybe doing a twenty minute um, cardio routine just to get the blood flowing and, and get a little exercise that I I hadn't been getting for the last year. You know, just something yeah. small to build up the habit of you know doing something more in the morning that I haven't been doing. Yeah, and that's a place I wanted to start this week is about doing something small. Um, about oh my gosh, maybe two or three years ago, I came across. I'm probably mispronouncing this. Uh, Kaizen is how I'm going to say it. K a i z e n. Um, I think it means improvement, but specifically, it's the notion of improving your life or improving your situation just by one percent per day, and hmm. letting those improvements grow and grow and grow. So one percent can mean a small, small, small thing that you do uh, every day to make your life a little bit better. This is a minimal effort with a huge result. Think of compounding interest, right? Uh, it's an infinitesimal amount of money, but as time goes on, as years pass, you have a much more substantial amount of money. Now, if you think of these small improvements, a 1% improvement could be you leave a cooler of water by your bedside table, and that's all you change in the day. For the rest of the day, you're drinking Cokes and looking at your phone and doing whatever you do, all those bad habits that are so like a, like a hoodie, you know, just wrap them on. Oh, you're so cozy. And then the next day you make another 1% improvement and then another and another. And the next thing you know, 6, 8, 12 months down the line, you have significantly improved your life and changed it for the better. This is something that I, I've tried to adopt before, and I'm not going to lie, it hasn't always worked, but I like the idea of starting this because it seems so, I mean, you said easy win. It seems so possible. 
Right. You know, it's it's sort of like when when someone quits smoking and they're using the patches and it's like you're using, you know, three patches a day and then it's eventually two patches a day and then one patch a day and then you're not using any patches because you're you finally weaned yourself off of um, the, the the cigarettes. You're using your soda analogy. I used to drink Diet Coke all the time and I didn't do it. I didn't get off of Diet Coke um Gradually, I did it all. I did it cold turkey. I switched to seltzer like overnight, and I just got oh, rid man. of it. Um, and I, I never looked back. Like I, it's funny, I, I, I ended up. This is before the pandemic, but I was going through a drive-through, and I just, I needed a Coke, like, to, like a McDonald's Coke, because it was just you can't beat a McDonald's Coke. And they ended up giving me a Diet Coke, and I took one sip of it, and I spit it out, and I was like, no, I can't. I, I couldn't even drink it anymore. It just has the most horrendous taste to me now. And and I dumped it out, and I, I went back and got a real Coke. But like. You know that that kind of change happens when you 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 change the way you you've been doing things. Um, you know, my mom had given up dairy for years and then had a slice of pizza one day and felt terrible because her her body had grown <laughs> you know had grown accustomed to not eating it. And so you know you 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 build up these habits and then your body changes and you know you you see it as you you increase your workout or um, you know what what it's April so it's Camp NaNoWriMo is coming up and that's a perfect example of of ways to build habit. You know, you're getting with Camp Nano, it's different than regular NaNoWriMo where you have to do 50,000 words in the month of November. This you can set your pace. So you do 30,000 words or 20,000 words or maybe you want to write 30 poems or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so you um, you set the, the the goal that you want to play, you, you want to hit and then you plot out how many words you need to get each day. Um, and so again, you know, let's say, let's say you're doing the 50,000, you need 1,667 words. Let's say, you know, you're not going to be able to work on the weekend because you've got stuff going on. So the, you know, one day you do 1800 words and then 2000 words, and then you sort of build up a buffer and then eventually you get used to it and you start doing 3000 words a day. And you know, you've mm. beaten NaNoWriMo by November 20th, you know, you just a little by little, you add a little more to each day and, and you get a little better. And when you beat it that early, you just spike your computer like a football. Exactly. And then you go buy a new computer. <laughs> okay, two things. Number one, is McDonald's the greatest of all Cokes? I didn't it is. It's, it's, the, it's the syrup to uh, um, seltzer or carbonated water ratio. So ah. it's it's the way they, they parcel it out. And I, I, I've had Cokes at, you know, uh, Wendy's and, and all these other places. It never adds up. It never measures up to, to just like, especially on a hot summer day, you get a large Coke, the ratio of ice to Coke. There's something different about it. And it is, it is uh, perfect. McDonald's, congratulations. You're killing it uh, on the Coke. It, they really are. And I've missed it so much. We haven't had any takeout for like the last six months. I haven't had a single meal I haven't made in six months because of this pandemic. And I like, we're talking about when we, when this is done and we're all vaccinated and it's like, all right, so we're not doing, we're not going to do HelloFresh for a week. We're not going to do grocery shopping for a week. We're getting McDonald's. <laughs> we're getting Thai food. We're getting Indian food. We're, we're just getting all the stuff we haven't had for six months for like two weeks. We're just going to eat out all, all those two weeks. Well, that sounds uh, amazing to me. I'll be right over. Yep, exactly. Yep. We'll, we'll save you a spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I also want to talk about this 1% improvement. You can also do it in the workspace. Um, long, long time ago, uh, when I was working with a team of people uh, every day, we had our weekly you know, team meetings. And this was something that was brought up at that meeting every week was what is a 1% improvement we can make this week um, You know, here in the workplace? And it was anything from, you know, getting rid of these crappy pens that no one likes using 
uh, to maybe we can tweak this form that we have to use every day. And sometimes you felt silly making your suggestion because it seemed so small, like replacing the pens because we were buying these pens that, you know, you write and for a second, the ink stops flowing, mm-hmm. it comes back and stops. Flowing. And it's just that it's so minor, but it is an aggravation. And just re- like replacing those made everyone happier than we realized it would. So if you're with a team of coworkers or even the people you live with, um, say, what is one tiny thing we can improve uh, around the house, around work um, over the next week or the next month? And then uh, come back at your next team meeting, your next family meeting or the dinner table, whatever it is. And think about what is the next one percent improvement you can make. So don't uh, it's great to do this for yourself, but see if you can expand it into the people who are in your orbit. Yeah, you know, we at at my company, we I I gotta say I've been really lucky, but you know, everyone is Zoom fatigue. And so we would have I, I, I've had weeks or days where I, I literally go from eleven thirty in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon with barely a break to eat lunch. And it's like burning people out. And so we recently had a meeting where we were talking about, um, you know, how, how do we avoid Zoom fatigue? How do we approach meetings going forward? Do we use Microsoft Teams more? Do we use um, email more? And no, the answer is never more email. Uh, and so what we've started doing is like, for example, Fridays, no Zoom. Like the, we're not doing any Zoom meetings. If you want to jump on a call, that's fine. But try to avoid really meetings on Fridays. Um, and mm-hmm. also a lot of our monthly meetings, we realized don't need to be monthly. They can be every other month. They can be once a quarter. And so we've started canceling those monthly meetings and replacing them with quarterly meetings or, or bi-monthly meetings. Uh, and, and what that has done is it has allowed people to free up their schedules to actually get their work done. Because what we found is that, you know, we go from, from 1130 to 5 and then the day is over and I'm, I'm sorry like I'm not gonna like suddenly jump off zoom and then get into the the work I need to do um, you sort of find little ways to do it or if you're on a, a call where you don't need to talk you sort of double multitask and then you're like half listening or not listening and you're doing something else and it's just, it wasn't right. working and so you know a, as we've been going through this whole pandemic thing and and we're sort of going in knowing that even when people return to the office it's never going to be the same you know I'll be in once a week maybe and then working from home the rest of the time and so we need to get we need to get ourselves situated now so that when we do eventually go back to some form of normal we know what we're going into um you know we're we're sort of getting this all um in place now in order to go back in in a more efficient way later on probably in the fall maybe in the next winter i don't know um but yeah that that's where we are so we're, we're we're changing things as we go but it's little by little you know we're all right we've decided fridays are no meetings and all right now we're we've moved our monthly meetings out to every other month and you know what's next what's the what's the next way i give a presentation on email management and guess what i have eliminated the thank you email in my company in, in our in our oh, department my goodness now please go to every other company in the world and give the same presentation yeah it's and it was so it was overnight like they they really got it and and I, so instead of getting an email saying thanks that's one more thing i have to delete they now just say in teams like thanks and even that's going to end up going away at some point but they'll just like i am me in in microsoft teams thanks got it or whatever it is. and then i don't have to worry about it I, I i see the little notification pop up and i can ignore it um, but it's one less thing i have to worry about deleting so yeah and not only delete read so when yes. an email comes in you don't know that it's simply a thanks betty email until you read it so for all you know 
that could include important information that you have to act on or that you have to store or that you have to delegate. So you have to read it. That's the right. worst part. And I open it. It just says, thanks, Shirley. Like, oh, come on. You just wasted my time. As well as the 11 yeah. other people who are saying thank you on that same chain. I think and one of the other. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, there, there was one more thing. So one one more way I, I've been trying to get them to change. And this one is, is taking a little longer to, to stick. But when you forward a thread to someone, you know, the 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 instinct in a lot of companies is to forward the thread and then just expect the person on the other end to read through the entire thread to catch up. So if they're involving oh me in a project and I have to catch up with it, I now have to go to the bottom of the thread and read my way right. up and try and parse all of this information. And so one of the things in my presentation was provide context, you know, a few sentences, you know, here's the project, here's where we stand, here's what we need you to do. That's all I need. And then I don't have to read 40, 40 emails that you've had for the last three weeks about this thing and catch myself up. It's, you know, I need the previously on WandaVision. That's what I need in my email and then to, right. to catch me up. Yes. And then the bottom, the uh, whole chain just becomes reference. Exactly. You know, if there's if there's information I need, like pertinent information, highlight it in the bottom or pull it out as a quote and just say, you know, here, here's the thing you really need to know. Like that would make it so much easier. But no, now I got to go dig in and, and read my way up the chain. And that's that's one thing I'm trying to, to change. Uh, and that, that's a harder thing to do because everyone's busy. Everyone has stuff to do. Um, but, you know, again, little habits, making sure that your subject lines are descriptive. And so it's not like, you know, your subject line is email. And then I got to go figure out what, what does this mean? Um, and that's one thing I really like hey for because you can rename the subject lines on your side to, to be descriptive for what you need, you know, when you need to reference it later. Um, but, you know, descriptive subject that. lines and um, don't reply all and, and um, you know, context and, and forwarding threads, all that stuff makes it a little bit easier. And these are little habits you can build into your routines. Yeah. I don't want to go too crazy on email because, oh, oh, that's, that's oh, like I three can. episodes right there. You know, just uh, going crazy on email is like a nice Mickey D's Coke. It's so good. <laughs> that's right. But if the subject of the email is re Susie, and you're exactly. now 11 messages in and you're talking about what's the best color for a Honda Civic. <laughs> you ought to change the title, change yes. the subject line of that thread because it's no longer about Susie. Is it about Honda Civics? And that's what I want to know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, I think the most important thing that overlies everything you just said was not was it wasn't working and that your the culture where you work allows or makes allowances, I guess, for someone to stand up and say, this isn't working and here's what we should do. Like the fact that you were able to create and give a presentation about here's the way we should be doing email so that will benefit everybody is a really important thing. So if that's yourself, obviously it's easy to create that culture. But mm -hmm. if you are in a situation where you think there are things that aren't working, um, I'd like to propose a way that it can work uh, be that person who says, hey, I think I've got a solution. And since we're talking about small solutions, don't think you have to show up with, you know, the sky opening and the does coming down and you have the end all be all solution. You can have a 1% solution that makes things a little bit better. Like when I replaced these Skippy pens that drove everyone crazy. Yep. Everyone's mood was so elevated because, oh, now this thing I have to write every day is so much more enjoyable. The thing might be a pain to write, but at least the pen isn't fighting me along the way. So just say, hey, I have one simple idea that can make this a little bit better and that could get the whole thing snowballing. So don't be afraid to 
sort of foster that culture in your homework mm -hmm. or personal environment. And also don't be afraid that you need to show up with the end all be all solution. You could have a 1% improvement that actually makes things better for a whole lot of people. And, and, you know, this, this can also sort of bouncing off of our, our episode last week with Scotty Jackson, you know, automation is a great way to make little improvements here and there. Mm -hmm. Like the, like the, the automation I have that <clears throat> I download my, my phone bill to submit to um, my company to get reimbursed. You know, when that phone bill hits my desktop, it automatically generates an email and mail and sends it to my work email. Um, and then I can upload it to our, our system. Um, you know, that, that saves me, I don't know, five, seven minutes a, a month, but that adds up over time and it's one less thing I have to worry about. So, you yeah, know, absolutely. Auto, auto, using shortcuts, using automator, using keyboard maestro, whatever it is, you know, there are little ways to, to do tiny improvements. Um, bunches is a great way. Uh, that's the, the Brett Terpstra app that allows you to populate a text document with apps that you want to either open or close, depending on what sort of um, mode you're in. So like I have a podcasting mm -hmm. one that closes Twitter, closes all my email, opens Craft, Audio Hijack, and um, Discord, and then... I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to record and and we're off to the races. And then when I shut that down, it closes those apps and then reopens everything I, I had closed before I started podcasting. God, Brett is so smart. Yep. I love that app. That's it's such a cool app. It lives in that my menu bar. It's so great. So here in Discord chat, uh listener Jackie is recommending Six Sigma. Are you aware of this? Uh, I feel like I've heard of it. I had not heard of it before. I opened up the Wikipedia page. So Jackie, forgive my ignorance, but we will have a link in the show notes if you want to go and read more. But just briefly, um, what I'm reading here is this is a set of techniques. Excuse me for reading right from Wikipedia, but this is new to me. Uh, techniques and tools for process improvement. It was introduced by an American engineer named Bill Smith, who was working at Motorola back in 1986. Yeah, thumbs up to the 80s, Bill. Uh, you got that right. Uh, is a process in which one is a process, a six sigma process is one in which 99.9 blah 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 percent of all opportunities produce some feature of a part of statistically expected to be free of defects. So I think it's in manufacturing, it is a way to, is that one part I wanted to read? Continuous efforts to achieve stable and predictable process results um, are of a vital importance of business success. So this looks like a, um, continuous small improvement thing that you guys can go and read jackie thanks for pointing this out i'm sorry i was having a hard time listening and thinking and reading at the same time <laughs> but that's why we're going to have a link to this in the show notes if you want to go and read about it and add it to your repertoire of small improvement tools excellent yeah that's great so it's define measure analyze improve and control yeah those are the five yeah well uh let's talk a little bit about uh habit creep as described by james clear now james clear is author of atomic habits uh, which is a book that was recommended to us by brooks of asian efficiency brooks was on several episodes ago you can go back and listen to that episode uh in our uh archive of shows i still have to read this I'm, book it, I, it keeps popping up and i keep being like yep it's on my pile it's, I, i'm gonna read it and I, I haven't got a chance to read it yet yeah, I'm only about halfway through, and I don't want to talk about it here in the show until I'm done, but I am really, really enjoying it. One of the tenets of the book is forget about goals, focus on habit. And when you focus on habit, the goal takes care of itself. It's a really, really interesting way to approach things. And James is a very smart guy, so we found this article he wrote 
on habit creep and that sort of um, inspired today's episode. Uh, so he says there are two primary ways to change long-term behaviors and improve performance for good. The two ways, according to James, are one, increase your performance a little bit every day, which is what we've been talking about so far. And number two is change your environment to remove small distractions and barriers. Now, James says most people can easily do the small improvement thing like we've been talking about. But a lot of people never think of changing your environment to remove small distractions and barriers. I thought this was pretty interesting because it is something I haven't thought about, but I am definitely aware of what can happen. For example, um, several episodes ago, Harry, you and I talked about sort of reworking our workspace for the new year. Mm -hmm. And we sort of rearranged things physically. I'm making an effort to keep my desk clutter free. And in doing so, there have been days where it's a little more cluttered than others. And the stuff piled up, it almost has, it's almost like sound to me. It's like I can hear. I guess I'm just hyper aware of the clutter that's around me. And even if I'm focused on my computer visually, I'm aware of it in my peripheral vision. It's almost like noise. It's almost like sound. And I think changing my environment to reduce the amount of physical clutter in my space is an example of one of these small uh, changes that I could make to my environment to mm -hmm. improve things for me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's also um, stuff like uh, distraction blocking apps like Freedom or Focus Me that you know prevent you from visiting um, like social media, YouTube, any of the, the sites that you know you need to get your work done and these are just distractions. They block them for certain amounts of time. Maybe it's an hour, maybe it's two hours and you you can set that up in your preferences. Um, but yeah. the, you know another way to uh, keep you focused on the task at hand. One thing I found because I, I use a lot of um, like coffeeivity, background noise, white noise. One thing I found it's called I miss my cafe. I think the website is literally I miss my cafe.com and all it is so what it is is a um, it gives you sound effects for um, being in a cafe and not like like people talking background noise. You can adjust the levels of the barista calling out, you know, the, the latte someone ordered, um, the sound of drinks being prepared, coffee cups clinking, customers talking, the, the machinery, like the, the um, cappuccino machine and stuff, and then street ambiance. And, and then there's a, a Spotify playlist of like coffee house music. And so you can just make, you can adjust the levels to whatever you want and listen, you know, feel like you're in a cafe and that kind of stuff I love. I, I keep on like, like light bossa nova stuff that um, the YouTube background channels put on. Um, I, oh, I have yeah. this playing like all morning as just background white noise. But the girl from Impanima just over and over. No, it, it has to be stuff that isn't a real song. It, so the what's great about the background music channels is it's bossa nova, but they're not standards. So you're not going to hear Girl from Ipanema. You're not going to hear Desafinado. You know, none of the stuff that I would normally hear uh, on a on a Jobim album. This is stuff that I don't know what the songs are because they're not real songs, which is great because then I'm not listening to it. Right. Otherwise, you're pulled in. You're pulled in. Oh, Girl from Ipanema. Exactly. Yeah. If I put on a Herbie Hancock album or a Dexter Gordon album, I'm going to be listening to it as I'm as I'm working. So instead, <laughs> I, I put this on, and then it, it's it's literally just like background noise. It's Muzak. That's literally all it is. It is Muzak, but nice. it lets me get my work done. Well, here's something James Clear wrote about changing your environment that I wanted to read directly from the article because it's just so so good. 
He says, uh, there are lots of things we do each day that are a response to the environment we live in. We eat cookies because they're on the counter. I di- I swear I did that right before we started the show. Mm-hmm. We pick up our phones because someone sends a text. We turn on the TV because it's the first thing we look at when we sit on the couch. Um, if you change your environment in small ways, for example, hide cookies in the pantry, leave your phone in another room while you work, place the TV inside a cabinet, then your actions change as well. Imagine if you made one positive change, environmental change each week, where would your life creep to by the end of the year? And that's what I have uh, to do. You know, it's, yeah, it's leaving that's a good one to think about. Yeah. Uh, I know. I think Jason Snell says he doesn't use, um, he's a writer for Macworld. He's got six yeah. He, he doesn't use his phone as an alarm clock. I use my phone as an alarm clock. He has an actual alarm clock that he uses. And so his phone is left in a different room. Um, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't scroll Twitter before bed. He doesn't scroll Facebook before bed. He, you know, that's, that's not something he does before bed or even when he wakes up, I use my phone as my alarm clock. I, you know, hit the button, I go back to sleep. Um, and that's, you know, that's one thing I need to, to change. And so maybe it's like I've said before, maybe it's a matter of leaving my phone on the opposite end of the room. So I have to get out of bed and then turn it off. Uh, and then yeah. I'm, I'm out of bed and then I can go do what I need to do. And I'm not turning over and going back to sleep. I just, I, I keep forgetting to do that. Either I'm forgetting then, or my body is saying, or my mind is saying, you're not doing that. You, you need your phone. but then there's the day where that's not the new thing you're doing that's your new normal right and this is what james says i want to quote this too because it's so good and james i'm sorry i'm reading (laughs) directly from the website but this stuff is just so perfect so he says the results you enjoy on what you would call your best day right are typically a reflection of how you spend your normal day Everyone gets obsessed on achieving their very best day, like pulling the best score on a test, running their fastest race ever, making the most sales in the department. James says, forget that stuff. Just improve your normal day and the results will take care of themselves. We naturally make long-term changes in our lives by slowly and slightly adjusting our normal everyday habits and behaviors. Uh, uh, This is like just what we've been talking about. So making the small changes like the pen, or how you can have your company, your coworkers uh, address email, or where your phone is while you sleep, or what you use for an alarm clock. What you use for an alarm clock seems like such a small thing, mm-hmm. but it can have such a large effect on your what is normal for you, or what is a good day for you. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm getting all excited about this topic. I it's it's a terrific topic, though I I feel like we've we've exhausted it for now. <laughs> I think we should too, because I don't want to keep going on and on. But I do want to say uh, thanks to everyone for listening to this show. Harry, give them all the good stuff they need to know about homework and all that stuff. Yes, if you enjoy the work we do and you'd like to show your support, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. Each week you'll find bonus content like fun episodes and interviews, worksheets, and you'll be able to listen as we record the show live every Thursday night. Uh, even though we're recording this one on Saturday night. Uh, we'd oh, like to thank... that was a secret. Yep. <laughs> well, we said it on Twitter, so it's it's not that big of a secret. Okay, good. We'd like to thank this week's Level 2 patrons, Chris Allen Jones and Jackie Hollywood Brown. You can Yay. also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, and exchange tips and tricks. You'll find the link to that in this episode's show notes, which can now be found over at thehomeworkpodcast.com slash episodes slash 270. If you like the oh, show... Oh, look at us. I know. 
know, big and fancy. If you like the show, please leave us a review and or a star rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find more about us at our Linktree accounts. I'm over at linktr.ee slash hcmarks, and you'll find Dave's links at Dave Kalo. Uh, you can also find me at fromthe.study. Dave, where can people find you? What's a, a big website I'm for you? Over at thetabletophero.net. If pencil and paper role-playing games is your jam, and I know it is. Break out that sweet, sweet Tennessee red. And let's play some Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Uh, Tabletop Hero is your library of original adventures, encounters, and monsters for D&D written by yours truly. Outstanding. Thank you again for joining us. We will see you next week. Now go get some work done. Bye.